Okay, we're gonna try it again, but this time with gusto. Run the football. And if you can't run the football, figure out ways to make that possible. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of penguins and pirates right where you found this. Remember when, remember when the Steelers finished 32nd in the 32-team NFL in rushing? Guess where they rank now? Okay, it's not 32nd, but it's one notch up. That's right. They're 31st. Through two weeks of football, the Steelers are averaging 57 yards per game on the ground. They're averaging 3.3 yards per carry. And when you're isolating on the only individual players' statistics who matter there, Najee Harris has 83 yards rushing on 26 carries. Yeah, that's where this is. And that's got to change. Part of the change has to come from Ben Roethlisberger and, and really Matt Canada, if you're getting down to it, finding a way to undo the John Harbaugh single high safety scheme that the Ravens put into place against the Steelers in the middle of last season that absolutely every opponent since then has utilized with great effectiveness. Why? Because they know that Ben won't throw over the middle of the field. He hasn't done it this season either, with very, very few exceptions. Why is it that they won't throw over the middle of the field? You could argue that it's because they don't have those types of receivers, but then they don't utilize their tight ends, who are the only recipients so far of passes over the middle of the field. So they know that all they have to do is guard the sidelines for the deep routes, get safety help over there as needed, and otherwise just send everybody up to the line of scrimmage. You have to soften that up. In the old days, you used to run to set up the pass. In the modern NFL, you pass to set up the run. And the Steelers really haven't done either. The strangest thing about this offense to date, and I'm not talking about 2020 now, I'm talking about just these two games this year, is almost all of it comes as the result of splash plays. And you can hear that and say, well, what's the problem? I mean, if they're moving the ball on splash plays, then that must mean that they're going deep and they're softening up the defense. No, 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 no. They will not be softening up any defense until they are consistently hitting crossing routes, routes across the middle, tight ends across the middle, creating mismatches across the middle. Otherwise, you can think of the Steelers' entire route tree as one of those old-school field goal posts. You know what I'm talking about? Think of it as like a big H, where they either shoot off something up the sidelines or they get stuffed right there at the line of scrimmage. That's where this offense is right now. And that has to change so that they can run and then in turn so that they can pass. 
and then in turn so that they can run. But right now they're not doing either. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to take on those studies, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format is for you. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. So where do you start? Which one is first here? Which one's the chicken or the egg? I'm going to maintain that there isn't one that has to come before the other. And here's what I mean by that. If the Steelers were to take the field in a two tight end set, something that's more traditional, maybe even utilizing, (laughs) cue the laughter here, a fullback that, oh, let's say it's somebody that you're paying three and a half million dollars a year for, you could achieve multiple different things at the same time. On one hand, you would have assistance for an offensive line that clearly isn't getting anything done in the run game. And I mean anything. More often than not, Najee's getting the ball and he's just swarmed by enemy helmets. And I'm talking about in the backfield. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It's worse in a way than last year when it looked like those veteran offensive line guys had lost interest in run blocking. These guys are just too young or they can't do it or who knows. But by basically taking the field... In something of a power formation, you at least assert yourself. Now, you do that for the run game, but you also could benefit the passing game. Because now, let's say that your wide receivers are Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool. Those are the two guys that you kind of, you just line them up wide. Look, Juju said he wanted to go wide anyway. You have the two of those guys wide. Then you put Pat Fryermuth and Eric Ebron out there at the same time. Neither of them is a great blocker, but they can both catch the football, and they're both capable of catching the football across the middle and pulling linebackers away. From there, your other two players on the field are your quarterback and your running back. You can still run your misdirections and everything else that you want to do and the end-arounds and the sweeps that Canada clearly loves. But your real deception will come in the form of the other guys legitimately not knowing what you're capable of doing. Not what you want to do, but what you're capable of doing. Think about this for a second. You're the Bills' defensive coaching staff, or you're the Raiders' defensive coaching staff, and you're preparing for the Steelers. But heck, let's talk about the Bengals' defensive coaching staff and what they're looking at right now. And you can confidently look at an entire huge quadrant of your field and say, they're not coming here. We don't really need to defend this. We don't need to make sure that we have numbers there. So what we can do with that single high safety is, you know, they can be the the end of the world, don't blow the top off guy and everyone else can just go man to man and we never have to worry about covering zones or areas because they don't come at this area 
You can say that this is a Ben Roethlisberger thing if that makes you feel better. You can say that he can't throw the ball downfield, which is preposterous if you saw the throws that he made to Deontay and to Chase in that game on Sunday. Those are big-time NFL throws. The arm's still there. We've also seen him throw a bullet when it's needed. The 25-yard touchdown pass to Najee was a bullet from Ben. No, it wasn't the 25 yards. It was the way he threw it to lead Najee heading out to the left sideline. Beautifully done. Beautifully executed. It's still there. For that matter, we have seen on those very rare occasions that the tight end is utilized that Ben will throw down the middle of the field and he'll do it effectively. But it's got to make its way into the playbook. That's where the softening up has to occur. Listen, Ben seems to get this. If you don't believe that, listen to Ben's striking, I thought, response on Sunday when he was asked why the Steelers seem to keep sticking with these three and four wide receiver sets. Um, you know what? You'll have to ask Coach Canada that. That's what we're, what he's calling, what we're going with. Um, you know, we got some really good football players that you want to get on the football field. So if you don't have them out there, they're sitting on the bench doing nothing. Wow, right? Right? And you thought he just saved that stuff for Todd Haley? There's the first one at Canada. Thing is, he's right. He's right. He has to have that option put into his arsenal. But in order to have that option, he needs to have the personnel on the field. And those very good players who are just sitting there on the sideline that he's referring to are his tight ends. He wants them on the field. If he gets them on the field, and if those linebackers are pushed back, I'd like to think that there would at least be a snowball's chance in hell that they could engineer some run blocking up front and that Najee Harris could do something with it. But it's got to start, start with the pass. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question that's brought to you always by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who have filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do for their clients. They've been making and keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Jacob, who asks, Yes, the offensive line needs a makeover, and I understand that Ben has no time to set up for downfield throws and that number 22 has no holes to run through, but is it time to replace Ben? With this defense and all these weapons, how can we not want a mobile quarterback? Love Ben, but trade for Jimmy G. Jacob, I love you, man, but no thanks. No thanks. I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo. I've got no interest in what he can do as an NFL quarterback. And this whole dialogue that seems to have suddenly emerged from this game Sunday that, oh no, Ben is old and has lost his mobility, and if only he wasn't 
old and still had mobility, everything would be okay. So let's get a quarterback who isn't old and has mobility. That's that's not it. That's not it. Point out a couple of things, first of all, from Sunday. One is that Ben was hit 10 times by what had been a significant and consistent Raiders pass rush. Of course, it had been a dominant pass rush the previous week. And they, they brought people. And they got back there. And they couldn't really do much with it. Ben was hit 10 times, but he was sacked twice. Max Crosby from the Raiders joked afterward, that dude's still got it. You just can't get him down. So in a way, that's almost as good as being mobile. One way or another, you're not losing yardage. There was one play, you'll recall, where Ben could have lost 14 yards, except that he was able to elude the rush and, surprisingly, I thought, get off an incomplete pass, a deliberate incomplete pass, so that the play would move back to the original line of scrimmage. But this this isn't the answer. These things you're describing, you said an O-line makeover. They just had one of those. They've got to stick by these, these guys, these younger guys, within a reasonable extent. You're not giving up on Kendrick Green. You're not giving up on Dan Moore. You're not giving up on Kevin Dotson. And by the way, Chooks Okorafor, who I was pretty tough on after week one, was okay in week two upon my second viewing of this game, first viewing on video. I thought Chooks did all right. So you can't just say, well, I don't like this guy, pew, eject, and he's gone. You certainly can't say that about the franchise quarterback. What Ben can do to continue my theme from the opening segment is to throw passes across the middle, get defenses to back off. It won't happen in the course of one week. Because if you do it against the Bengals, then it'll just be, ah, it was just the Bengals. It won't happen over a couple weeks. It might not happen over three. But eventually, you've got to convince people that you're able to do something in that part of the field, or they won't waste their time, efforts, and their own personnel in defending it. I don't know exactly where this is going to go, and I don't know yet enough about Canada as a person to know to what extent ego will get in the way here because, well, I'm the offensive coordinator and I came up with all this super fanciness and it involves having five zillion wide receivers running back and forth and I'm not about to let go of that. But even if that's a factor, this is a week where you're probably not going to have Deontay because of the knee injury. So if you take the field with a couple wide receivers and a couple tight ends and you try something different and make a priority out of taking back the middle of the field. All kinds of good can come from it, not just this weekend against the Bengals, but for the foreseeable future. Go for it. This isn't, this isn't rocket science, man. It's a big chunk of the field. Go attack it. I appreciate the question, Jacob. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one of these tomorrow.